Trigger warning. The following episode contains references to Gore Human suffering Death Factual inaccuracies Several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. Let's see, what does this arm wrestling machine here say? Uh, not recommended for those who haven't been drinking their milk. I'm Andy. You got me what for my birthday? You shouldn't have. No, really, you you shouldn't have. I'm Kelly. Beavers, putting the ass in Castro. I'm Adam. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Thunder Screech. I'm Sean, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everybody, and welcome back for the final time. It's our final episode. What about that? (laughs) So we're doing a what about episode today. So we're going to talk about some uh, subjects that we've covered in the past and what's going on with those. And uh, yeah, and then that'll be it for Acid Pop. And we'll talk a little bit about that, too. Yeah. So we've got a couple new patrons to thank today. Uh, This is our last chance, so... Thank you, Aes, for jumping on board. And thank you, Erectile Projectile. Mm. Yes. I think they just signed up, so I'd have to say that on air. <laughs> but I ain't shy. So, anybody want to start us off with their, uh, their uh, what about? Um, I've got a lighthearted one to start us off. Okay. Um, so, this is a uh, what about for commercial air flight. Mm. And this is... Uh, the world's worst birthday. Um, <laughs> Ever? <laughs> possibly. So I'll admit Is it one this- of those tombstones with the same date at the beginning and the end? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll admit this story is a bit of a stretch, but I'm going to tell it anyway because I assume someone must have paid someone else and that makes it commercial air flight. Okay. The subject of this story is an unnamed 64-year-old French man. And oh. his oh. co-workers either loved or hated him (laughs) because they decided to get him the ultimate gift, a ride in a French fighter jet. Nice. I didn't even know the French had fighter jets. Mind, he had never expressed any interest in flying. (laughs) He had no experience in aviation. (laughs) We're going to what? (laughs) He had a sticker on his shirt that said, ask me about my fear of heights. (laughs) But his coworkers drag him out to an airfield and shove him in the back of a jet. <laughs> You're playing the part of the missile today. <laughs> he was wearing a watch that recorded his heart rate. Mm-hmm. And according to the report, by the time he was in the jet, he was in full-on tachycardia with a recorded <laughs> heart rate ranging from 136 to 142 beats per minute. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> Still, he didn't nope out. Okay. And what a trooper. I mean, there's that big eject button right there. But well, Uh when the jet hit 2,500 feet and the pilot began to accelerate, the man panicked and reached for something to hold on to. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I want to get off. (laughs) He found the eject button. (laughs) Got it. It's right here. As he flew out of the jet, his (laughs) helmet, not secured properly, flew in a different direction. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. 
<laughs> Impressively, he landed safely and lived to uh, presumably never speak to his coworkers again. <laughs> Fuck you guys. What if he was Man. responsible for replacing the seat he blew out? <laughs> well, the, if you're giving like commercial rides in a fighter jet, don't leave the eject handle there. Like what? <laughs> what if you need to eject? I don't know. They should give all the power to the guy in charge. The president? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> give the big orange idiot a bunch of buttons on his desk that just well, no. launch people out of airplanes randomly. No, it'd be the, it'd French, be the French president. president. <laughs> give that idiot. <laughs> I'm sure he's an idiot, too. So that's a nice segue into my what about for our sound episode. So I'd like to talk about the Thunder Screech, the fastest propeller plane ever built. <laughs> Wow. Does it sound like one of those Nerf footballs that whistle? (laughs) The Nerf thunder screech. (laughs) 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 So consequently, it was also the loudest plane ever built. (laughs) It's the motorcycle of planes. So here was the problem. The Navy had aircraft carriers in the 1950s, but the only way to get planes off of them and into the air was basically with giant slingshots. Mm -hmm. So these were time consuming and unreliable. They needed a way for planes to take off on these short floating runways. And the only way to do that was to get going faster. Well, faster. (laughs) And so the thunder screech was born. It was a jet powered propeller. (laughs) They didn't have the hang of jets quite yet, and it had over 5,000 horsepower. Did it have jets on the propeller? Uh, No, it just like the engine. Instead of like shooting out air, it it spun a turbine, essentially. Uh, But in addition to its 5,000 horsepower, it also had a turbo that could bump it up to 7,000 horsepower. (laughs) Hit the red button. (laughs) It had a propeller that was 12 feet or 3.7 meters in diameter. And thanks to geometry and its crazy engine, its blades broke the speed of sound. (laughs) Spinning faster than you can hear. Yeah. The only person that can drive this is Helen Keller. (laughs) Hades himself. (laughs) Thunder screech! (laughs) (laughs) He rocks out with his electric guitar. (laughs) So this means that the plane just sat there and made a nonstop sonic boom. Oh my god. It could be heard over 20 miles or 32 kilometers away. Look, nothing standing within a mile of it. Fuck, the Red Baron's coming. (laughs) (laughs) They had to move testing away from the airport because the air traffic controllers couldn't hear over the sound of the plane hundreds of feet away. What have we done? (laughs) I can't turn it off. (laughs) (laughs) If you got within a few dozen feet of it, you could develop headaches and throw up. You could die. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to fly much- this fucking plane? <laughs> <laughs> you said Helen Keller. <laughs> I suppose. I think if it's, even if you couldn't hear it, pro- the vibrations alone are probably just yeah. going to liquefy your insides. Oh, no. It messed with your inner ears. Also, maybe they should choose someone who can see. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to pull a flash and like vibrate through the seat. <laughs> so get much closer than that, and the shock waves caused seizures and knocked people out. <laughs> I don't know how the pilot was kept safe from the sound, but they weren't safe from the plane. (laughs) An engine that makes an unending sonic boom has a habit of tearing itself apart. (laughs) And propellers moving that fast don't behave like they should. 
The plane apparently had a habit of sliding sideways in the air. Weird. <laughs> it only flew 11 times, and in 10 of those, the flight stopped because the engine shut down. <laughs> just physics just stopped working on it. <laughs> <laughs> there were two test pilots, but one of them only flew once. When he got out, he told the commander in charge, you aren't big enough and there aren't enough of you to get me back in that thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and for all those problems, the engine took a half an hour to get up to speed. Jesus. So the, uh, the thunder screech never made it out of testing. I thought the whole point of it was to get planes going faster off the runway. It was. <laughs> so it failed on every account. And the oscillations caused nightmarish hallucinations. <laughs> pterodactyls if you speak through it like a like an indoor fan it sounds like the devil speaking to you (laughs) i say it just comes out at three times the speed of sound and knocks people down (laughs) Uh, i've got a follow uh, i got a what about a follow (laughs) Uh, for gambling i've heard about that you you would think that a a deadly disease that uh kills people that that get close to each other would keep people from getting close to each other in casinos, right? Sure. Oh, well, I don't (laughs) know. (laughs) You'd think that, Sean, wouldn't you? I lost my job, and now I got to get all that money back. (laughs) You would be very wrong. Uh, While it was not uh, recommended that we reopen casinos in Nevada, they did indeed reopen casinos because what the hell else are you going to do with all your time? And that's the lifeblood of the economy. Yeah, how else are we going to stay afloat out here? Got sagebrush Uh, and vice. Yep. We're all out of sagebrush. <laughs> the Nevada Gaming Control Board said, okay, we can reopen all this stuff, but there's no more than three chairs at every table. And each gaming machine had to be cleaned and sanitized once every two hours. Also, you have to turn off the game machines like every other one, yeah. even though that's only like two feet, just every other one. That's fine. I mean, most of them aren't filled up most of the time anyways. It's true, I guess. <laughs> uh, and they said, you will be fined. Uh, also, everybody has to wear masks. Please wear your masks. Yeah. Please wear your masks. <laughs> uh, you, if, if we come in there and we see it, you're going to get a big fine. Yeah, casinos really wear, worry about fines. <laughs> <laughs> Unsurprisingly, none of the uh, the demands, I suppose, were, were honored in many the casinos. requirements? <laughs> <laughs> and the Gaming Commission started handing down firm fines. How much do you think the largest one was? $150. <laughs> oh, it's a casino. It's got to be like five thousand dollars a hundred thousand adam went over but he oh really uh for having a something along the lines of 100 violations of the regulations <laughs> the reno's grand sierra resort hotel and I casino trouble was fined seventy five thousand mm. dollars how much is that wrist. per uh it's like 750 <clears throat> bucks per violation or no yeah per violation yeah uh the smallest fine went to a, a small bar which was not supposed to be open that had eight bar top machines, and most of them were on. Yeah. Uh, there are no plans to shut down the casinos again, even though all you're doing is spreading a disease and losing all your money. <laughs> I mean, one in 50, that's the best odds those gamblers are ever going to see. <laughs> yeah. That's my gambling. It was, it's frustrating. You can't here. chain smoke with a mask on, Andy. <laughs> God, she's right. <laughs> uh, I have something. There's not... It's just something I found in passing uh, for, I mean, my episode was Maneaters, but it's just an animal attack. But apparently there's been uh, four coyote attacks at uh, Camp Lejeune, huh. the Marine base. <laughs> oh. 
Coyotes versus Marine. <laughs> Who will win? The, apparently the Coyotes are winning, but... It's <laughs> like a, a bad sci-fi channel movie. <laughs> we weren't trained to shoot at coyotes. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. The other thing that I found was interesting, uh, and I, I don't know if we have an episode that it would really fit into, but uh, it just sort of reaffirms some of, some of my world beliefs. Uh, here's the headline. Man dies from eating bags of black licorice. <laughs> we had two food episodes. Yeah, we okay, had appetite yeah. and extreme eating. Well, uh, <laughs> and two bags of black lic- licorice is two bags too many. <laughs> he was eating a bag and a half every day for a few weeks. Wow. Oh. And he died. It stopped his heart. <laughs> Sean and I that anise. flew through Iceland. Yeah. And we wanted to get my little brother something from the gift shop while we were there to bring back just you know like a cool candy bar in it or something like we only went to the airport everything had licorice in it yeah every single piece of candy they had was infused with licorice <laughs> and it you could tell man like you walked in there and it was just like this <laughs> wall of anise that you had to <laughs> plow through uh but in the article apparently uh or there, there's a doctor that they quote, apparently black licorice raises your heart rate or your blood pressure. Huh. Like even, even like a little bit of black licorice can raise your blood pressure. Like a, your body's a just like, ugh, what are you doing? <laughs> raises your uh, <laughs> blood pressure and dilates your sphincter. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then it can like, they're saying it can cause dangerously low potassium and imbalances in, in other electrolytes. Huh. So like I said, it just reaffirms that uh, black licorice is evil yeah. and should never be eaten. All right. Well, let's, uh, I've got a lot of COVID-related follow-ups today, but let's let's keep on the food uh, chain <laughs> in COVID news. This is a very small one, but I thought it was interesting. So um, this is the follow-up for our chocolate episode, mm. and mostly just because I have my own experience with this. Candy purchases have spiked since uh, March. Yeah. Overall candy sales have ro- risen uh 16.6%. Chocolate is up 17.9% and premium chocolate is increased by 21.4%. Really? That yeah. fucking primo chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and I think as soon as we went into lockdown, Sean was like we need to get candy every week. What <laughs> yeah. candy do you want me to bring home? <laughs> I don't know what it is about feeling bad. It makes you want to shove garbage in your job, but it surely does. <laughs> it's it's true. Yeah, I could go for some more tropical Jolly Ranchers right now. No, <laughs> oh, I want Mike and Ike's. Autumn has developed an interest in baking. She's really, really into helping with the mixer, and she has this tower so she can get up there now. And as a result, we have to have a baked good to make every week because <laughs> she is ready and raring to go at the mixer. Sometimes two or three. <laughs> like if I baked once an hour every day, she would be as happy as a clam. <laughs> I mean, baking is pretty neat. It's true. I've got one next from our researcher and patron, Amy. Thanks, Amy. So this is a chlorine follow-up. And it's an event from World War One called Attack of the Dead Men. I read about this the other day. Yeah. So this took place on August 6th in 1915 in Oswick Fortress in Poland. So Russia had control of the fortress and Germany wanted it. Russia had 500 soldiers inside and Germany snuck up on them with 7,000. How'd they do that? So they waited until the winds were right, which ended up being about four in the morning. And then they basically just unloaded every nasty type of gas they had. 
a slow, insidious wave of bromine, chlorine, and other poisons rolled towards the fortress. Does it smell like a pool? (laughs) Afterwards, everything from where the Germans started and the fortress was dead. The grass was black and littered with dead bugs and birds. So the Russians had few gas masks, and the ones they had didn't work great. So when they realized what was going on, men wrapped their heads in shirts soaked in water. Those that didn't have water used their own urine. Good, good. (laughs) So the Germans waited a bit for the gas to do its work, and then they advanced. What they didn't know was that while the gas burned the Russians and started to dissolve them both inside and out, they weren't all dead. And as the Germans, like the Russians, yeah. <laughs> as the Germans reached the fortress, horrible zombie-like soldiers <laughs> rushed out, spouting screams and chunks of their own lungs. No, they, they countercharged. <laughs> it sounded horrifying. <laughs> So the Germans were spooked by the undead horde and ran for their lives right into the barbed wire traps they'd laid on their way in. (laughs) So a handful of bleeding, gasping soldiers chased off the Germans, but unfortunately their victory was short-lived. The Germans shortly regrouped and took the fortress. Running after the Germans dissolving and getting shorter and shorter. (laughs) (laughs) On the stumps that used to be their legs. (laughs) I've got to follow up for any of our foods. Follow up, damn it. (laughs) <laughs> this is our last episode andy get it right today i've got a work around <laughs> <laughs> the old reach around they call it <laughs> how many of you folks enjoy a good vanilla ice cream eh. me me well th- 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 just pretend that you do i love it <laughs> okay good how many of you folks like beaver anus <laughs> me me <laughs> so uh although it's not super widely used anymore uh, for weeks more. now <laughs> there is a an additive that the Food and Drug Administration assures us is generally recognized as safe. <laughs> That's the designation. <laughs> Usually. It's certainly okay sometimes. Called castorium, which is a yellowish exudate from the castor sacs of mature <laughs> North American beaver. Yeah. Which is in their butt. <laughs> so, butt sack ice cream. Because it was cheaper than vanilla at the time, they were like... <laughs> vanilla is pretty, like, in her intensive as far as like growing and cultivating i suppose that's uh, fancy i got a beaver right here <laughs> in 1965 i got a beaver with an ass right here the food and drug administration says yeah that beaver ass tastes like vanilla yo who <laughs> this lick mm. <laughs> wait a sec and said yeah go ahead and start harvesting it uh, and so harvesting. for a while your vanilla ice cream was made with Beaver anal gland extract. <laughs> uh, Delish. It's gotten, so annual constru- consumption is very low now with around 300 pounds of uh, castorium used, whereas uh, vanillin is now 2.6 million pounds. Oh, those real diehard oh. fans are hanging in there. <laughs> but there is a traditional Swedish Swedish schnapps <laughs> that is made with the uh, horrible liquid called Beaverholt. <laughs> <laughs> Translated meaning beaver shout. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be beaver hole. <laughs> if you like that old fashioned vanilla ice cream. <laughs> it just That's tasted only, better back in the day. <laughs> That's why I only do vanilla bean, because I can see the bits and I know oh, it's not beaver. You don't want to know where the beans come from. <laughs> <laughs> Make vanilla ice cream the fur trapper way. <laughs> Milk. Squirt. <laughs> just ring out this beaver. Add one beaver fart. 
You think they use those like uh, those orange juicers on the beaver? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> put it on there. <laughs> Call back to our torture episode with the uh, pair of anguish or whatever yep. it was. Use every part of the animal. So not, not only are beavers uh, fish, according to the King of England, <laughs> they're also vanilla ice cream. <laughs> vanilla flavored fish. <laughs> it's a vanilla fish. Such magical animals. <laughs> <laughs> Majestic. Well, going to bring us down here a bit. Going to go back to COVID again. <laughs> um, but we're going to talk chlorine. Um, well, another chlorine. Yeah. Um. Everyone remember the uh, Miracle Mineral Solution? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Also known as bleach. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, guess what got all mixed up in COVID and U.S. politics? <laughs> so for those not following the nonsense going on in the White House back in April, um, Trump started spitballing on potential cures for COVID. Like, such an, as like an injection? Just trying injecting to light or disinfectant. <laughs> Swallow a light bulb, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, Uncle Fester. You tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you're wondering if the president's words matter, uh, that month we saw a 121% increase in poisonings by disinfectant over the previous April. Uh, Coincidence. (laughs) For bleach specifically, the increase was 77%. So uh, what's the link to the miracle mineral solution nonsense? Turns out... One of the main peddlers of this hoax, uh, Mark Grenon, wrote our esteemed president telling him all about the miracles of ingesting bleach, including his newest claim that it could be both prevent and cure COVID. Thank God he can't read. I was going to say. <laughs> Maybe he was trying to kill the president. <laughs> hey, why didn't he use it, though? Yeah. We don't know that the president read this letter or indeed has ever read in his life. Uh <laughs> But some people do believe that information about the Miracle Mineral Solution might have somehow leaked into Trump's circle, um, leading to his quote-unquote recommendation. In further news about Granon, and he and his sons are being charged with distributing mislabeled drugs and defrauding the U.S. Ah, good. They responded by threatening the life of the judge in the case. But, oh, yeah, that, you know, that really works. I'll make you drink this bleach. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just crossing our fingers that they and anyone else who's peddling poison might be thrown into prison. <laughs> Yay. We're looking at you, my pillow guy. So my last what about here is about gaming. So arcades pit man against machines. But let's face it, the machines have to be nerfed to the point where the people stand a chance against them. So here's a story about one that maybe should have been nerfed a bit more. Arm Spirit is a <laughs> Japanese arcade game that challenges players to arm wrestling. Oh, no. <laughs> However, the 150 units were only in arcades for a few months before being recalled after three players lost due to getting their arms broken. <laughs> <laughs> then the machine stole their token. <laughs> the machine said, get wrecked. <laughs> So if that weren't bad enough, a clearly bitter spokesperson from the manufacturer said, the machine isn't that strong, much less so than a muscular man. Even a woman should be able to beat it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you bunch of dames. (laughs) What, did I misspeak? Get out of here, ladies. That's like when uh, there were all those problems with the Lululemon pants and the <laughs> creator came out and said, well, if you weren't so fat, they wouldn't break on you. 
Sorry, my manly machine broke all your bird wings. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Japan's got a bunch of great uh, arcade games, though. I want to meet. I want to meet that mad genius that makes the super powerful robot arm. <laughs> and, and this will devastate them. It makes people pay money to have it break their limbs. <laughs> they just took a uh, KitchenAid and turned it on its side. <laughs> I want to see his arms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But he's but he's jacked. My final what about is is also about gaming, and it's a it's a a dystopian warning about virtual reality. Oh. Mm. Actually, it's just a, a guy that died. <laughs> so, a forty four year old Moscow resident died falling through his class coffee table while playing a virtual <laughs> reality game. Uh-oh. According to the uh, senior head of Russian investigative committee's main Moscow department, Yulia Ivanova. According to preliminary information, while moving around an apartment in virtual reality glasses, man tripped and and crashed into glass table. (laughs) Suffered wounds and died on the spot. Damn. So, yeah, if you're going to be playing virtual reality, please don't have glass tables. (laughs) Men who live in glass houses shouldn't play super hot. (laughs) Don't have spears laying around. Uh Oh, tuck and roll. Uh, here's my two final. They're both extreme heat. Mm. So the world is getting hotter. Is it? <laughs> what? I haven't noticed. What may be the hottest temperature ever recorded on Earth was reached in Death Valley this August. Oh, yeah. I saw that, yeah. 130 degrees Fahrenheit Ugh, or 54.4 degrees Celsius. Jeez. Beating the previous record of 129 degrees Fahrenheit. Hmm. The heat led to two days of blackouts. Wow. After a power plant malfunctioned. (laughs) All the power lines are drooping. (laughs) Also related to the heat wave, a fire NATO was spotted in California. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, yes, also the ongoing fires and vile smoke that was choking all of us (laughs) until very recently. Also, uh, you know, the rest of the US and some of Canada. And I hear the smoke got to Europe. So we were really sharing. Climate change, it's a myth. <laughs> yeah, hey, I don't want to get rid of my Hummer. And then in uh, very different extreme heat news, Venus, the hottest planet in the solar system, may have life. Yeah, I saw that. So we're moving to Venus. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! They've found phosphine in the upper atmosphere, and on Earth, phosphine is only produced by microbes. Um. So there may be microbes in this like thin band of actually other than like being made of acid, relatively pleasant <laughs> weather on Venus. It's like, I think they said like 20 degrees Celsius there. Yeah, that's so nice. It's, it's very nice. Oh God. It's not global warming. We're being uh, terraformed by Venusians. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. It's like arrivals. Scientists do say that Venus may just be so damn hot that it does things with chemistry that we can't even understand. Yeah. Um, for reference, it is 880 degrees Fahrenheit on Venus, or 471 degrees Celsius. Yeah, I mean, we can't make helium, but the sun sure can. <laughs> <laughs> but it is interesting. It's a, it's it, we we stopped paying attention to Venus a long time ago. So it's <laughs> interesting to look back and go, wait a minute. Like, hey, what's that? <laughs> Some guy's waving at me from Venus. <laughs> It's perfectly fine as long as you don't go up 10 feet or down 10 feet. Or breathe. Yeah. (laughs) Or like have any exposed skin. You know, there was this, it was, I don't remember very clearly, but there was like this cave that they found 
that had been sealed up for a cave of wonders. <laughs> they don't even know, but like centuries, this cave had been shut and in it was a little pool of water and uh, the cave was like dripping in such a way. And there were little critters living in the water that the water was just like getting slowly more acidic every year <laughs> and had huh. been for decades. And, you know, it was, way more acidic than anything that we found that could live in, but there were things living in it just because they'd been living in it. And as the atmosphere got more acidic, they just learned to deal with it. Yeah. It was and, just happening uh, so gradually. Yeah. So, you know, that's uh, not impossible. Yeah. In uh, early astronomy, they called Venus Earth's twin. Yeah. They thought it was the most Earth-like planet because it had all the pretty clouds. Beautiful. <laughs> and well, that's all I've got. Yeah. I guess that's about uh, about it. That's it forever. Yeah. I know. All the things I could have done. Yeah. Any uh, any regrets that w- things we you wish we could have done with the podcast? Not really. I wish we could have done an episode all together once. Like, I hope it's not super obvious, but Adam and Andy are together and then Kelly and I are together, but we're yeah. several hundred miles apart. So it would have been nice to do one. We were all around one table, but this is, we never had an opportunity. Yeah, that would have been nice. Just never really came up. Yeah. I had a couple on my list that were just really hard to research or like had to be handled delicately. So I never got to those. I really wanted to do an episode about the Old West because there's all these great stories coming out of the Old West. But like there's nothing concrete. Like it's all folklore. So I just like I could never get enough data together to, to make an interesting episode. Yeah. I wanted to do like cool queer people in history. But Mm. like concepts of sexuality have changed so much Mm. over time that like casting those identity ideas backward is really complicated so handling it in a thoughtful way was really difficult and i could never quite put it together there was a there's there's always a bunch of subjects where i'd start researching it and be like well that's just a bunch of dead kids (laughs) yeah Yeah, i had a lot of those too yeah i wanted i was i wanted to do like uh serial killer stuff because i'm i've always been interested in that kind of thing but it's mm? it's very <laughs> depressing to read about yeah it i don't know it just didn't seem like the right venue and it makes <laughs> kelly stop sleeping yeah that too it's, it's one of those things where you, you you hear the stories you're like well never going to a park or i hope yeah. i never get a flat tire because that's, <laughs> that's gonna be a guy uh, i actually had a question for us all that's a little lighter but also a good last episode question i just wanted to know like what are your favorite episodes? Because yeah. I know I have favorites. Uh, Pirate Queens is one I always recommend that to people. That's a very good one. Aw, thank you. Because, damn, some of those ladies are just like that. The French lady <laughs> was like, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> well, on, on the same note, the um, was it just was it Genghis Khan? Uh, Genghis yeah. Khan is one of Genghis my Khan. favorite episodes. <laughs> that was a good one. I also love the Canals episode. Yeah. The Panama the, Canal. The Gongooslers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the people living in the walls always kind of stuck with me. Mm, yeah. My favorite that I ever did was sound, uh, just because I thought that might be interesting. And then when I got to researching it, it was like way more interesting than I thought it could be with the LRAD sonic laser and the <laughs> uh, sky quakes and the death whistles. And yeah, I was really happy with how the sound episode came out. Recently, I really loved your uh, lakes episode, Adam. I it's thought that one came out lake really explosion. good. Lake explosion. Yeah, exploding, <laughs> exploding lake was pretty great. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> Tread carefully. So what's uh, what's next for everybody? Work. The drudgery of life. You, you guys, guys are... have a 
another creative project you're we involved do. in? Hint, hint. Uh, it's called... <laughs> God, what is it called? I think it's called FFOP Radio because it used to be called Fistful Podcast and then we lost the domain for that. So now it's a Chinese. Uh, it's like Chinese lingerie sex or something. Website? <laughs> How appropriate. So check that out if you want either of them. Uh, it is not as thoughtful as this podcast. Adam and I talk a lot about ding dongs and butts. Andy talks yeah. about it more than I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you guys should break it up. One of you should focus on ding dongs and one of you should focus yeah. on butts. Share the load. We do it with our friend yeah. David and our job is to derail the whole thing and talk about something else yeah david has topics and we have tangents <laughs> topics oh, and topics, tangents i was gonna say that's, that's a, a great, great name for a podcast write that down sean and i are working on a new project Ooh. is it another baby oh god no never <laughs> under no circumstances also don't, impossible don't tell her that <laughs> what yeah don't tell don't come at autumn with that attitude oh because my mom always came at me with that attitude, and I was like, "What's so wrong with me?" <laughs> well, Never my again. My perspective is that she's perfect, and I don't need another one. Can yeah. I tell her that? Yeah, that's fine. But when somebody says, "Do you want another kid?" in autumn center, it's like, "Oh God, no!" They, they <laughs> choke on their drink and spit it out a little bit. <laughs> I, I had a doctor ask me, "Are you having kids?" I was like, <laughs> no. "My daughter is perfect, and I don't want any more." But our new project, which is a comic, is about kids. Yeah, we're doing a web comic. Oh, nice. nice. What's it called? Kelly keeps looking at me, but <laughs> I guess you want me to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're going to do a, a web comic about being parents and the comic is told from the perspective of two parents. They're not quite us, but they're us adjacent. And the, the twist on it is the kid is the first of a generation in the world that has superpowers. So it's about trying to raise a kid who has superpowers. But the thing in the comic is that the it's going to be kind of light, which is about the opposite of this <laughs> adventure, I guess. But uh, it's going to be light and funny, and it's not going to be about like you know oppression and segregation and discrimination. It's just going to be about being a parent and how all kids are unique and and trying to deal with that. Um, and the powers that we're giving to the kids are going to be kind of lame. Um, so the the main kid character has telekinesis but she can only lift anything with her mind that she could also lift with her hands so okay. you know about a a big book is about as much as she can manage um, see to me though that would be all of the inspiration i needed to get super jacked yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh it's been a lot of fun to work on um sean's come up with the character designs and they're really really awesome and i've had fun noodling away on how to approach the the tone and the writing of it. As soon as we have something worth showing, I'll share it on the whatever acid pop mediums are left after this this show is done. Yeah, we, we want to get a, a couple months of uh, lead time stowed away before we start putting it out in the world. See, once nice. once my school schedule schedule evens out, I will probably be streaming on Twitch quite a bit. I usually play old games. Yeah, I yeah. mean you've already been doing some of that. It's just every teacher in the world is like, we're, go we're going all online. Ah, kids love homework, right? And I'm like, I'm not a kid. And don't do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is the, the last episode, but I was going to put something at the end of this episode, but it turned out to be too long. So it's going to be its own separate bonus episode, I guess, after this one, where uh, hopefully people have stuck around after the ending credits. We, we put any bloopers or anything that happened during the episode there. And I, I cut them all together um, 
And I didn't think it would be very long, but it actually ended up being like 45 minutes of bloopers. That's so, a lot of uh, Andy farts. <laughs> I'm going to, there's a, a blooper super cut coming out next week. So. I have been told that my farts through this microphone sound, quote, like an old rusty drawer full of ass forks being drugged down a bumpy road. Such a way with words. <laughs> I, I did want to say, because I always wonder when podcasts wind down, there hasn't been like some terrible split among us like yeah we're not fighting or angry at each other or we are gonna play smash brothers that is fighting yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) we're just a little tired yeah i mean really it's just it's gotten kind of hard to find good subjects that like we we really feel like we want to do like and we have to do like at least me i do five to eight hours of research at least on it and i gotta i have to be interested in the subject if i'm gonna do that yeah so i mean it's like four to eight hours to research an episode and then an hour to record it and then an hour to edit it. So like every one of these episodes is an investment of like six to 10 hours. And we do that every week essentially. So it's a lot of time. And if you're just not really excited about what you're doing, it makes it hard to do. I've had a couple recent episodes where like I finished them up the day before we recorded because I just wasn't, wasn't into it where usually I'm done like 10 days before we're, we're supposed to go. Cause I'm just, I'm all jazzed about what I'm reading. So it just, uh, we just wanted while we're still enjoying it and having fun, we just wanted to, to wind it down so that, you know, it didn't, it didn't turn into a chore. We wanted it to end it being as fun as it started. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, and I, I don't want to put any words in anyone's mouth, but I mean, the last podcast me and Andy did is coming back after what, three years. Yeah. So, I mean, we may come back and do something else at some point. Yeah, who knows? When Features Autumn's are... old enough to do the sound editing for us. Yeah. <laughs> I could well, do that to poor Gerard. <laughs> I, that's true. I was going to say, we have Gerard for that. No, you're giving Gerard an apprentice. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah, Gerard is our silent member. But like, I, I want to just say this podcast would have ended a lot yep. earlier <laughs> if it wasn't for him. He really saved us. And he's amazing. And we're really grateful. Super amazing. Indeed. Does anybody have anything else they want to hit before we uh, we wrap up here? No. Thanks Thanks for listening to us for, what, three years? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah I this... mean, I, I, I can't say thank you enough to our editor for taking editing off my hands, and the show definitely couldn't have made it this far without him. And another huge thanks to our researcher, Amy. She dug up so many great stories for us, despite my shameful correspondence schedule. I'm really the worst at all that stuff. And of course, thanks to our patrons, Amy, again, who is our researcher and patron because she is too kind. Don, Rick, Pavel, RGS, Joe, Mike, Patrick, Eric, Will M, Will V, Luis, Tori, Abe, Ayas. Sorry, Ayas, I did my best. And of course, Erectile Projectile. Truly, thank you. And to my co-hosts. Yay. Guys, three years ago with this idea to plagiarize a retired podcast and <laughs> they all jumped on board and have made the show so much greater than I could have hoped. It's really been amazing. And I'm so grateful to everyone who drank from the chalice of acid pop. And uh, as we've seen over and over again, it's rough out there, but stay safe, do your best, and don't be afraid to laugh when it gets too dark. If nothing else, you're going to be part of a great story one day. Wear your mask. Yeah, wear your mask. Bye. We'll miss you.